Savage. Austin Jackson back looks up. You can put it on the board. Yeah. Tame center for Kane. He scores. Oh, Patrick Kane set up by Jonathan Tame. The dynamic duo comes through in overtime. Hawk wins. Looking. Finds Rose. Rose trying to get open. Fires away. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new, another post-game recap of the CloudGate Sports Podcast. We had a tough loss tonight against the Predators, losing 3-2 in OT. Uh, definitely a big positive with the goaltending tonight. Everywhere else, there seemed to be a decent amount of negatives. Uh, we didn't play terrible tonight, though, uh, which is, I guess, nice to see when we're watching a basically a losing Blackhawks team. So, Pat... How are we feeling about the game? Uh, I know we talked about Subban looked really good. Uh, but besides that, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the one real real big positive you can take away from this game is now with Subban's performance. I mean, he had 39 shots uh, against, and he saved 36 of them. And in, in my eyes, this is basically the epitome of a Corey Crawford-type game where our defense is basically non-existent. We're giving up 40 shots while we only had 20. 18 or 20, yeah, correct, 20 on uh, Pecorine. And the only reason we're in this game is because of our goaltender. Um, as much as I was very critical of uh, Subban after his first performance against Tampa Bay, uh, I can't I can't give him shit at all. He had a hell of a game, played on top of his head. Um, again, another positive you can look from two is our power play. We've scored seven straight uh, – or uh, we scored a power play goal in the past seven games, which is every game we played this season, uh, which is huge compared something to I never would have expected having to say. Um especially given the way our performance has been on the power play over the past couple of seasons. But uh, it definitely showed uh, us missing uh, Alex Brinkin on that top line, even though Yanmark did bury one home on a breakaway. But, uh, you know, it's it's a tough stretch coming up here. We have we play Nashville again tomorrow night. We have an off day, and then we're right back to action uh, against Columbus on Friday. So it's going to be, I think, what is it, four, four games in, what, two days? Or four games in six days? So... Um, it's going to be a rough stretch, but yeah, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting days. to see how uh, how the team kind of bounces back after a loss like this. I mean, this Predators team was struggling. They dropped three straight. Hawks came in on a two-game winning streak, and things just didn't go, didn't go our way in overtime. Yeah, and Friday we're the only hockey game on all day, so we're going to have a lot of eyes on us. So well, let's, let's, let's oh boy. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh. It's like a Bears uh, flashback with us uh, always getting the prime time. Yeah, prime Hawks. time. Yeah, not good. Well, we can hop over to PT's hit corner real quick if if, if we want to. Um, that's another stat. We were kind of down tonight, nine nine to twelve. Not as many hits as we've been producing in our last couple of games, so it's kind of disappointing. But um, honestly, though, like it's I, it doesn't really concern me right now. You, you, this team is not as physical as I would like it to be. Um, we've definitely seen positive signs in the past couple of games, um, but this game is definitely kind of something that I kind of expected from them. Um, and like I said, you're not going to see every category lit up every night by this Blackhawks team. Um, so yeah, I just got to stay positive. 
Um, Carpenter, I think, had three hits tonight, so I'm always happy with that. Um, throwing the throwing the shoulder, I love seeing that. So, yeah, definitely steps. Yes, positive steps. Definitely. Uh, now, Delia or not Delia? Uh, Colleton said that he's going to ride the hot hand. Do we see Subban in that next game? Bro, does he first off? Does he even know what the hot hand means? Yeah, I, I feel so. like he's. I feel like he just likes using that term, and he and he's like throwing it out there on us. But like he, just, I don't think he knows what it means. Yeah, I mean he he came out and said earlier on the season that there really wasn't going to be a rotation. Well, you said whoever was doing well was going to be getting the start. Um, you saw that clearly with Lankinen getting three starts in a row, and. When I saw that text, or that, or I saw the tweet that uh, Superman was getting the start, I immediately bet against the Hawks, which uh, paid off to a certain extent. But I mean, I, we win this game. I, I really think. I mean, the the re- I, I don't know. I I would say yes. Yeah, Subban will probably get the start. I don't know, man. It's a back to back. I I I don't know. I can't read Colin to the point where I can't. Considering I it's a back-to-back, I don't think we see Subban in that tonight or tomorrow night. Yeah, you, I think that's a good that's a good judgment call. But then who does he go to? Surprised. Does he go to Lankinen, who's yeah. been hot, yeah. or does yeah. he give Delia another shot? Well, I would think he would go to Lankinen, but I mean, I don't know. He might go to Delia. I, I can't really say. Um, but I mean, is Delia on the roster? Because like, yeah. He is. So you you dress two goalies a night, and then it's like I said, it's similar to baseball. We have a taxi squad. Um, so I don't I don't now I don't know if the taxi squad the taxi squad travels. I would assume they do. I don't call me on that. I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, but I would assume if they are going to look at another goaltender tomorrow night, it, it will most likely be Lankinen. Um, really, we should have won this game. I mean, we played offensively. We should have played. We played decent to a certain extent. Um, like I said, Subban kept in this game, and really, we really just fumbled the bag uh, on that that game-winning goal in overtime. Just some miscommunication between uh, Ian Mitchell, Strom, and Kane, and that's kind of some growing pains we're going to see with Ian Mitchell on the ice. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, yeah, I know we only, you know, in the end we lost, but you know, we got like we got to take the point though, too, boys. I mean, like you said, last when was Six our points, last four game? games. Yeah, we. We're in third right now, so I, I think we're doing a lot better than, than what we expected. Yeah, so we got we got the point. Um, you know, unfortunately, I think we're going to have those finishes to this year where we, we're probably not going to finish the games out, so we'll take the point at the end of the year uh, at, at the end of the game and kind of just kind of move on. If we get a point per game, then we're, we're looking pretty pretty. Yeah, it's good. It's a good It's a good thing to break. I think a lot of people, and I honestly didn't really think about that either, Um you do have to play points into a factor in this in the NHL. We're a point-based system. Um, I mean, was that I said four points or no six points of four games? I think that's what I just said. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you you take it and it's not what you want, but points are better than no, nothing. So true, you can't really complain too much about it. Very true. Uh, also, looking at the standings here, the Hawks after tonight uh, fall to fifth place. Uh, let's see here. Colorado's fucking up. Like, oh no, the Colorado's not in our division anymore. Never mind. So we got. uh, Oh wait, yeah, yeah. So we got the Blue Jackets in first with seven points in seven games. We got the Florida Panthers who have played only three games with six points. Wagon, they're a wagon. And then the Lightning, uh, four games played with six points. 
And then the Predators tonight beating us are we are tied with the Predators. Yeah, I mean it's a long season. We're only what seven games in, seven games in. I honestly I kind of like the way that the season's structured because of like you have two games a two game series. So now I know like okay we're we're two we're seven games into the season because we you know we we've we've played two two and uh, we're or we played six. Now we're on our seventh with the first matchup against the Predators. So early on in the season, I'll say this. I will say this. The fact that we potentially have the best power play in the, in the league right now, and we have six points in four games, you wouldn't catch me dead saying those things before the season started. Seriously. Coming in the season after Kirby Doc saying he's out for the season as well as Jonathan Taves. Yeah. This team, this team would look a lot different with Taves and uh, Doc. Oh, 100%. I, I'm not I'm not in a complete like bitter mood if, if those two are, in, uh, are on the ice, but um, you know, we lose Kane or we lose Taze, we lose Doc, and now we lose to Brinkett and Boquist. Um, obviously, to Brinkett's going to be a huge, a huge hit for us because he was such a p- vital piece on that top line as well as that top power play line. Boquist, obviously, we've he's had some growing pains. Um, obviously, I'm never going to wish somebody get COVID, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how he kind of takes his two weeks off because Cowden did say it's two weeks. They're going, they're going to be out for two weeks. Now, did he test positive or was it uh, traced? So you're saying Boquist actually lives with the Brinkett in Chicago. Okay. So, uh, so if one if one's out for two weeks, the other one's basically out for two weeks as well. And they, yeah, they probably both have it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Boquist kind of responds after these two weeks and see how we, what he does during those two weeks in terms of watching film, seeing where he's going wrong, getting in touch with the coaches virtually, see where he can uh, kind of improve. And I'm, like I said, I, I love Boquist a lot. I, I can't wait for him to hit, get the ice back or hit the ice again, but – I'm um, to see how he responds over this two-week period. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think this is, like you said, Pat, we don't wish anybody to get COVID, but I think this break will be really good for Boquist, both mentally and just figuring some stuff out. What I'm And what I'm a little worried about here, boys, is so I've always kind of been down on the cat, um, and I think he kind of had a strong start, and I kind of was pressing that he kind of needed to have a year this year. Um, and I hope this doesn't put a crimp um, in his hot start, and hopefully he can bounce back from it because, you know, I, I just don't have the most respect for him right now because he's not playing up to what he should be. Um, and like I said, he, he kind of came out pretty hot, um, and like like with, he's kind of like our one number one guy that we, other than Patrick Kane that we need to score goals right now. And without him, it's going to be a little more worrisome, especially with uh, hopefully he can keep – kind of rebuild after he comes back too. So hopefully he uh, recovers pretty quickly. Yes, definitely. So we're going to get into the player of the game. For me, it's pretty obvious that Malcolm Subban deserves to be player of the game. Having 36 saves tonight and just having an absolutely awesome performance. Having a couple big saves too. This game could have been a little bit worse, uh, especially in the first period. He had a couple great saves. So my pick for player of the game is Malcolm Subban. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go with my 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 guy Connor Murphy. Uh, he had led the ice or led the team in ice time with 27 minutes. He had five blocks and one hit and two shots on goal. Like I said, he's that type of guy where his his impact on the ice is gonna really reflect in the stat sheet. But he's a hell of a guy, a hell of a defender, and we did shut them down on the uh, on the power play tonight. And I think he's a huge asset to that. And I think he, even though we did allow 39 shots on that, which does fall in the in, in the arms of our defense, um, I, I love Murph a lot. I think he's done 
playing very good hockey all season. Hell yeah. Gotta love Connor Murphy. Um, I'll just kind of go crazy here and go Ryan Carpenter. Um, three hits, I kind of mentioned earlier. Um, only played 12 minutes, though, on the ice. Uh, you know, I love when people get physical. Um, he's, he will. If anyone is leading a team in probably three-plus hits on a game, and he'll probably be my player of the game. Definitely. Before we call this an episode, I do want to touch on a couple things. I'm not going to get into my Hall of Fame baseball rant uh, until our weekly episode because it would take a little bit. And I know you guys definitely uh, want to say some things as well. But I do want to point out that nobody was elected this year, which is absolute bullshit. Uh, There were quite a few empty ballots. Uh, from the writers, some empty ballots from writers on their first year. Like I mentioned on the weekly podcast, those guys can go fuck themselves. Uh, Next, Mark Burley did get 11% of the vote, which is actually a lot more than I expected of him to get on his first year on the ballot. So it's great to see that we will be seeing him on the ballot next year. Next year is going to be a real interesting ballot where we see guys like A-Rod, David Ortiz uh, get on the ballot for the first year. I think A-Rod's going to be probably one of the biggest controversial guys on the ballot since uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, who all have one year left. Also, Kurt Schilling did announce that he will be removing himself from the ballot next year. Again, going to wait to get into that, wait for some more news to develop on that. Cause can, I, that can, I read you that, can I read you that direct? or his statement. He said, yes, go ahead. Uh, he said, I will not participate in the final year of voting. I'm requesting to be removed from the ballot. I'll defer to the veterans committee and men whose opinions actually matter and who are in the position to actually judge a player. So that's pretty big words coming from a guy like Kurt Schilling. Yeah, definitely. I do want to point out though, that I don't believe that he could go to the veterans committee. If he doesn't stay on for that 10th year, I think the hall of fame could possibly tell him, Hey, you didn't wait out. Now there's 0% chance. It's going to be interesting to see how the Hall of Fame kind of works around with that. Or if he's just blowing smoke and he'll end up on the ballot for next year. Uh, Could just be a wave of emotions hitting him when he was only 16 votes shy of being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Lastly, some AL Central news. The Minnesota Twins have signed Andralton Simmons. Uh, Very, very good defensive player. Lacks a little bit on the offensive side. We've seen him play uh, the last couple seasons in Los Angeles. And before that, he was with Atlanta, where he was, where a lot of people predicted that he was going to be one of the best shortstops in the league. Uh, so he's still a very solid baseball player. Nothing to fret about. And then the Detroit Tigers uh, made a little bit of a splash signing Wilson Ramos to be their starting catcher after Wilson Ramos had a very uh, negative and very bad contract with the New York Mets where he just didn't seem to produce. So we got a couple signings in the AL Central. Hopefully the uh, offseason will continue to stay hot. There have been a lot of moving pieces these last couple of days. So, boys, you got anything else? I don't believe so. Uh, just want to say this to the, one of the biggest clowns of the MLB, Jose Canseco, said that Kurt Schilling would be a disgrace to the Hall of Fame. So Jose can go fuck him. Himself. Yeah, yes. yeah, Billy, Billy football's gonna knock the shit out of. Um, <laughs> I sure as I hope so. Rowdy, I cannot wait. That that would be great for sure. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and to listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast needs. 
We will catch you tomorrow night for the Blackhawks post game. We will see you. Peace. Peace out. Austin Jackson back, looks up, you can put it on the board, yeah! Taves center for Kane, he scores! Oh, Patrick Kane set up by Jonathan Taves! The dynamic duo comes through in overtime! Hawks win! Looking, finds Rose. Rose trying to get open, fires away! Fifteen to the twenty breaks free. The twenty-five to the.